everybody, and welcome to Into the Snowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel. I am your host, Yama Keg, and joining me, as always, he is the Grace Snowdown to my Christian Harloff. He is Luke Studdard. Luke, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We had a great week in the movie trivia showdown. We had a, a lot of reveals when it comes to brackets, the teams in the Star Wars brackets. We'll talk about that later. And we had five really good matches this past week. All of them singles, none of them Star Wars or IG. So they were very much pushing singles this week. So yeah, everything, we're having fun. And then this current week that we're on this upcoming week, we're going to be having some debuts. We're going to be having some IG battles. And we're going to have the return of the team's division. But that's all for our predictions. So we're going to be starting off this show as we start off every show with the first segment, Rookie of the Week. Luke, show the beautiful people out there who is our Rookie of the Week. Rookie of the Week is... Last name Givens. How's the first name go? Peggy Gubbins. Peggy Gubbins. I'm so sorry. How did you not know her name? For all the people out there, she is the final four of the Online Trivia League Four that we have covered. First, we covered Amaru. No, first we covered Jacoby. Then we covered Amaru. Then we covered Christina Vassallo. Now we're covering Peggy Gubbins. Why are we covering her last, you may be asking? Well, we'll tell you in predictions. But to give you a little backstory on who Peggy Gubbins is, she is the host, at, yes, she is a host of the Fantasy Film Fights on the Featured Presentations Productions YouTube channel. A lot of words there. Featured Presentations Productions run by Tony Heald. She is the host of Fantasy Film Fights, which is sort of a pick characters to fit this one um team like for one episode that she hosted it was pick member pick characters from different movies to make the perfect heist team so that's sort of what fantasy film fight says it's a very fun show i think by tony he wanted to get me on the show but scheduling conflicts and all so i was unable to join it but peggy is a great host in that and continuing on to her movie trivia knowledge, she has competed in Multiplex Entertainment, Full Metal Trivia, and the opening night singles division. And she has been a great competitor there. She had a lot of wins in singles and in teams in Multiplex Entertainment. She had some wins in opening night and in Full Metal. I believe she also had some wins. However, there was one match that I'm going to bring up that it was called Full Metal Classics. And it's five people, five or four people, or four to five people. And it's basically an elimination every single round. She got eliminated after round number one. And I know that's not the greatest thing to hear, but she is a very strong competitor. I wanted to mention that match because I actually won that match. So I just wanted to bring up when I win. Stop it. Sue me. All you want. But Peggy Gubbins has a great history behind her as a movie trivia competitor she i know for a fact will do great i know last time i talked about a online trivia league player it was christina Vasallo, christy v and spoiler for the recap she did not come up on top in her debut match but i am still very much sticking by that all the online trivia league four will be continuing on to this league 
and the Movie TV Schmodown and being great competitors in their respective divisions. So, Peggy Gubbins, you are our Rookie of the Week, and we are looking forward to seeing what you do in the future. And again, your future is going to be starting this upcoming Wednesday. Well, I think that match actually released today. On Patreon. On Patreon. So if you would like to watch that match, please subscribe to the $10 Patreon on Patreon. for this. Yeah, on the Movie Trivia Schmodown Patreon. We are not paid to do this ad. We just do it because it's beneficial to us and to you. So that has been Rookie of the Week. Up next, our last ever Faction of the Week segment. We have been doing a series of talking about each faction and each of their rosters. So, Luke, for this last faction of the week, show the audience who we're talking about. The faction of the week is Corruption. <laughs> which might or might not be one of our favorite uh, factions. Not e- Exactly. That's why we saved it for last. You know what they say? Save the best for last. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So run down the roster, let the people know. Let's talk about what their roster has entailed this season. Well, first off is the Coyote. The Adam Collins Coyote, the singles movie trivia showdown champion of the world. He is someone that debuted last season. He was in the online trivia leagues when he debuted when they announced his first match, I was sort of like, oh, I don't know how Adams is going to do. I don't know how he's going to do. After watching the very first match he had, I was like, okay, I think I know who's winning the tournament. He did. He was very impressive. I was so impressed with him last year. He's, I'm excited for his first match this year against Dan again. That's the gonna, rematch. Oh, that's going to be impressive. Because honestly, he reminds me of Dan. They've got that same type of energy. Just knows a lot of information. They're not big on the character work, but they're more of just, they're good good competitors. Exactly. Dan is dangerous. Adam's a coyote. When we get that rematch, it's going to just be who has more knowledge. All right. The next player on the list is one of my favorites, Mike Kalinowski. I believe, in my opinion, he should be considered everyone's favorite. Mike Kalinowski is one of the best players in the movie Trivia Schmodown because not only does he compete in singles he also competes in teams and he also competes in ig he is a triple threat player and i think very much i remember i think it was the 2019 season that was the season where it seemed like he might have been triple belt mikey he got very close to being triple belt mikey i was hoping that he would become triple belt mikey and who knows maybe this season maybe this season he'll be triple belt Mikey. Who knows? And if not this season, maybe next season. I just know that I want to see Mike Kalinowski carry a belt this season. Well, something I do want to bring up with Mike Kalinowski, just on a personal note, he was actually one of the first competitors that I watched in the movie Trivia Smowdown. I was watching DC Movie News, and they had started this like huge drama between the, the hosts, and I'm like, what's going on? Is this a real? What's going on here? And so they were kind of hinting that was something to do with movie trivia showdown. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Why do they hate each other right now? Do I have to watch this movie trivia thing? Fine, I'll watch it. And so I started watching it and I was like, wow, this is impressive. And he was very impressive. And I just was just like, I was impressed in general. So I was just like, wow, 
I want to keep up with this. And so he's one of my favorite competitors since then. Yeah, I remember when a, a lot of that stuff was happening. You were texting me during those times like, is this real beef? Do they have real beef with each other? I'm like, no, they're all like actors. They're This is all just camera stuff to hype up the movie trivia showdown. It's it's normal. It's like wrestling. And True. yeah, Mike is a great competitor. True. I just was new to all of it. All right. Yeah. So next on the list is someone, one of your favorites, Chance Ellison. Chance Ellison, the first person I want to believe, I want to say, the first online trivia league player to move up to the movie trivia showdown. The reason why Chance is a little like a favorite of mine personally is because he was one of my first matches ever when it comes to movie trivia. It was, I had a team match with my partner at the time, and then I had another one, and then Chance and his partner was like my third match ever. And so I was going in like, oh, a lot of people have been hyping Chance up. I am very nervous. And it got down to the last question. The last question. If I would have gotten it, if my team would have gotten it, we would have won. And you know what's funny? I was right. I had the answer to the question, but I trusted my partner and he had the wrong answer. Uh... Literally, if they would have, if I would have just went with my answer, we would have won. I would have been able to hold a loss over chance, but I'm unable to do that. Well, hopefully you can play him again one day. Maybe if if I get pulled up to the movie trivia showdown, maybe. But I don't know. I'm currently under their radar. It appears. <laughs> well, next on the list is Marisol McKee. Marisol McKee. Lady Justice herself, another former online... See, Corruption has a lot of former online Trivia League players. I think... But then again, I think she only played one match before she got called up. I'm not 100% sure. Don't quote me on that. And she was someone that won her first match, lost her second match, I believe, and then is currently making a comeback this season. And Deception, great team between her and Adam. I'm just, again, Marisol is a great player. And plus, Shannon very much oh, she fought, for, fought her. for her. Yeah, she fought, fought for, for her. So, so it's bad. great. So it's great. It's great. Oh, yeah. I Honestly, I'm excited to see what she does this year. She's someone I could see getting a belt. I really do. I see her for sure for teams, and I do think for singles. She's got some work to do, but I think she can do it. Could we see double belt Collins? Yeah. Nice. They're they're a good they're they're a good team. I'm impressed with their teamwork. Exactly. 100%. All right. Next on the list, someone who is a very interesting player is Mark uh Huick. Mark Huick. Huick. A very interesting competitor. Though his record I don't believe matches his knowledge cuz he has a very negative record and he has a lot of knowledge. It's interesting to see him as a character because he takes his character very seriously. He's a very mysterious character when you see him. And it's just so interesting to see him in all of these facets because he's never played in teams. Like when I looked up his record, I never saw like a team's record. And all I was saying was, nope, nope. he did play in teams once. Well, then they need to update those stacks or I need to, he played with Dewberry. 
Well, they need to either update the stats on the website. Oh, that someone's opening. Hey, niece. Hey. Yeah, we got a visitor. Oh, you got a button. Yeah. Yeah. I want it. You want it? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but anyway, going back, um, they need to update that for the team's record because I got confused and I thought that he never played rec- um, in teams when I was writing down his record. So that's that's either against me or against them. All right. I'm not going to say. Next on the list is Joseph Crenshaw. Joseph Scrimshaw, someone that has fought in Star Wars for so long, someone who's fought for a belt. One moment. Luke, vamp, vamp. (laughs) All right. Joseph Scrimshaw is a a very impressive um, Star Wars competitor. I am so excited to see what he does this year. Hopefully we'll see him win a belt because I know Shannon's wanting the belt this year. She wants it so bad, and she hates she lost to Laura Kelly. Laura Kelly was her ace in the hole, basically. Literally, her ace. And so, sadly, she lost to Laura, but I think Joseph Crimshaw is an impressive competitor. He's just got to get his game game together this year. All right, next on the list is Sean Sullivan. Sean Sullivan, I'm back. (laughs) Sean Sullivan, another Star Wars player, had a rough, has already has a rough start this season, losing to... Marie Wilson, who, again, I believe should have been named Player of the Week, but we're not going to go into that debate again. Um, But Sean Sullivan will be having another opportunity in the Star Wars tournament representing corruption. I did remember, see, look, before, little behind the scenes, before the show, I was trying to get all the, get Luke to get all the brackets. I was forgetting who was in the team's bracket. I can't remember that Sean Sullivan was in the Star Wars bracket. So, Back to actually talking about Sean. Sean has an upward hill that he needs to climb. I'm shocked that I'm shocked that Shannon didn't choose Joseph instead of Sean. But it's it's going to be one of those. We'll just see how it goes. Well, I don't know if she. Oh, for the Star Wars tournament. Yes. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I I can, I can see it. Well, no, actually, I am shocked that she didn't pick. Well, it depends on Joseph's uh, schedule. I mean, yeah, that's that's the main thing. It's either his schedule, and if he was open, maybe Joseph would have gone in it, or maybe if her his schedule was open, and Shannon just thought, "Oh, Sean deserves it more." Like yeah. Joseph, you've had your shot multiple times. Well, all right. Next on the list is I think someone you really appreciate, Jacob London. Jacob London, ah. When I first started playing in singles, in regular singles movie trivia all those years ago, he was my first singles competitor. I'm sorry for doing that accent. I'm going to go away from it. But yeah, he was my first opponent, and I lost to him. It was very close game, though, because I had his strength, and I was doing pretty good in his strength, which was 2010 Oscars. Mm. All the people out there who wanted to know Jacob Lennon's strength, there you go, 2010 Oscars. Um, but yeah, he he's been away from the game since then. He's been a, he's been away from the game for a while. He hasn't actually, and when I say been away from the game, I mean competing in like matches. Now he could be like playing along with the matches and stuff like that. I don't know. So if he has been playing along since then, maybe he's still fresh, and we just 
hasn't seen what he can do. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Jacob London can do in the future. I hate that his first match is against Jacoby Bancroft because making it impossible for me to choose. When, when, we, when we get to that match and predictions, not this week, but later on, I'm going to have a hard time. Well, next on the list is Clee Wiggins. Clee Wiggins. You're going to have to take the lead on this one. <laughs> Sadly, I remember some of, of her matches, and she played pretty well in the past, but I don't remember a ton on Clee Wiggins, sadly, and I hate that I don't, but I'll need to find out more information. Uh, honestly, I think she could probably be a great competitor, but we'll see what happens. I think it, I, I'm i on the same boat as you, which is unfortunate because, again, when we look at the schedule that they released for April and all that, Clee is not on the schedule. So it's it's interesting to see how much the Schmodown, the people behind the scenes on the Schmodown think of Klee or if they're like, hey, we want to film a match for you this at this time. Can you do it? And she's just like, no, I can't do it. I'm busy. So a lot hey, of things, scheduling and stuff like hey, that. It, it could be uh, like our biggest fan, Taylor Robinson. Exactly. When is she going to have a match? Oh, Grace. Come on. I'm so ready. Calling yourself a president for the people. I'm so ready for her to have a match. It's not even funny. I am a person of the fan grace. I want a Taylor Robinson match. I'm not going to disagree. Not at all. She's, I'm just excited for her. So we shout out Taylor Robinson because I try to every match, every time because we really appreciate her so much. All right. And sometimes we forget. Oh, yeah. Next on the list is James White. James White, he had an interesting match this past week. Again, spoiler for the recap, didn't come out on top. And again, he was someone that I was not rooting for because, again, there are a lot of things behind the scenes with um, prior to him playing in the showdown that makes me hesitant to root for James at all. So it's one of those... I. It's a lot of stuff that I've heard that I try that I need to try to separate that it's I find it difficult, especially when I see him as a competitor and I hear a lot of stuff like, oh, he wasn't that great of a competitor when he was playing in all those other um, online trivia matches. And I'm like, oh, then why was he called up if he wasn't that great? But that's not again, neither here nor there. Hey, in the match that you last played, he did pretty well. So I don't want to talk bad about him because he did pretty well and did better than what I would have done. So let's move forward. The next person on the list is... Sorry. Um, Claudia Dolph. Claudia Dolph. Again, I can't remember a lot of what she did last season. Again, um, open, open um, full disclosure audience... Last season, I wasn't paying it. I wasn't as devoted as I am this season to all of it. So if there are a lot of competitors that debuted last season, maybe Claudia Dolph debuted last season and, and I can't remember. And I just wasn't as hooked last season and I, as I am this season. So it's one of those trying to get back in the swing of thing and trying to make sure I can get everything back up. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Claudia Dolph does this season because, again, though I did not follow her career last season, I'm looking forward to seeing what she does this season. It's similar to Clee. I did not follow her career last season, so I'm looking forward to what she does this season. All right. Next on the list is 
one that I actually really like his play, his play and his character work, Elliot Dewberry. Elliot Dewberry, one half of the Wild Bear. Wait. Wow. Wild berries are done. They died. They died. May they rest in peace. But he's been around since sort of not the beginning, but he's been the there. Who? Yes, with Team ETC. Yeah. Yeah, and they were like a very dominant team, ETC. They were very, like when you put them in singles, they were a little iffy, but then when you put them in a team, they were strong. And all I'm thinking was, how can they be that strong as a team, but yet singles, it's not as great. So, Dewberry to me has impressed me more and more every season. I I feel like he's improved every season. Yeah, I think he needs a good partner, a good partner that he can work with because. I think he needs a a serious partner because if he can mm-hmm. get a serious partner, he could become a much better competitor easily because he's one of the competitors I truly see could be great if he took it really seriously because he's one of those upper echelon players that doesn't show off how much he knows. Yeah, he's not a John Roca. No, I would say he And would- that's not me throwing shade at John Roca. I don't know. I mean, it, after this past match, we can't talk bad about John. Rowe. No, I'm 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 not willing to. But then as the future comes, I'll be more willing to. I'm, I ain't saying squad about John. Rowe. I was very impressed with this play. Anyway, right. Elliot Dewberry. All right. Let's move into our next segment. Yes. Our next segment, which is player of the week. We look at all the players that have played this week and we try to determine who could be the player of the week. So of the people that were up for our nomination of winning player of the week, we had Video Drew, we had Rick Raddus, we had Paul Preston, we had John Roca, and we had Ben Bateman. So Luke, show the beautiful audience out there who we decided to choose for player of the week. Due to technical difficulties, folks, all you'll be seeing is me on the screen. And the beautiful picture of Ben Bateman. Ah, I must have disappeared. You're good. But Ben Bateman is a extremely impressive player. This past game, I thought he did great. He was was great in his match. He was able to use mind games against Mark Riley, which, again, like if you look at the Schmodown Facebook group, they chose John Roca, which... In my again, in my opinion, like just because you get a TKO does not make you player of the week. If that's the case, then Rick Radish should have been up for player of the week as well. And like been in like the number two spot. No, John Rako, John Rako, oh, John wow. Roca. Whoa, what just happened? John Roca was our second place because though he played a great game, I don't think he very much played with the mind games as much. And then there was the challenge that happened. And though I thought like very much, I agreed with him. I was like, yes, I would have challenged that as well. But I think the thing about that challenge was Roka's um, insistence that he be asked the same question, even though the answer was already said. And that was very much like, for me, that was very much Roka. You can't get the same question. The answer has already been said. That would be, quote-unquote, cheating, in my opinion. Oh, now I'm just go doing a recap of that match. But we'll anyway... We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that yeah. later. But overall, I think the way Ben Bateman played, though he missed a question, I think he missed only one question yeah, in round one. one. Yeah. And he was able to play the mind games against Mark Riley, and he was able to 
outsmart Mark well, the in reason the why, answering. Well, the reason why I went with them is normally I'm not going to give a player of the week if it's a TKO, because normally if it's a TKO, the other player did not play as well. If mm-hmm. it's a KO, then that means more for the comp- the winner for them to do. Basically, they've got to get everything and then some to get a KO. If they get a TKO, then I kind of, I think it's a great match, but normally the other player just didn't play as well. Mark Riley played a great match. And we'll yeah. dive into it more here in a little bit. So let's move on to our next sec- segment. Our next segment is Manager of the Week, where we look at all the managers that have, were managing this week, and we determine for you, the audience, who we believe should be the manager of the week. And when it comes to man of the week, let's look at who we had our choices be. We had John Kaiser or just Kaiser. Why'd I give a first name Kaiser or it could have been Bobby Gucci or it could have been Kate Mulligan. Wait, it could have only really been those three because like dungeon, the den and Finsock exchange have the wins. So out of those managers, Luke show the beautiful audience. Who is our manager of the week? Our manager of the week this week is Bobby Gucci. Uh, you and I both unanimously unanimously decided that Gucci was the person that should be proclaimed manager of the week. He managed both Raditz and Roca very well. Kaiser would be my second place because he managed Video Drew and Ben Bateman well. But when you look at... I would say Kaiser helped Drew video Drew more when it yeah. came to managing, but when it came to Bateman versus Riley, that's Bateman all the way. That yeah. was very much Bateman all the way. But when you look at Gucci with Roca and Radis, again, those are two TKOs, and that's very much again. Though we were just saying like, oh, we're not going to give Roca Player of the Week because of the TKO, we will give. Gucci manager of the week for those TKOs because that means he worked really hard with both competitors to make sure they had a strong strategy and to make sure they had the right knowledge to have for this match. Oh yeah. To me, uh, Gucci honestly did great. I think he's doing great this season. I think it's going to be a completely different season for him. I think he's got a stride back. I think he is finally working with his competitors a lot more I think he's got a better team behind him. He it, This was a rebuilding year, and he's done great. The rookies say he's gotten, the worst that the worst one that went was Brother Lomas. But honestly, Brother Lomas didn't do a terrible job. The I worst thought, one was Brother Lomas. Remember that, Brother Lomas. Honestly, Brother Lomas is a very interesting competitor, and I can tell that he's actually building up the team as well. He's mm-hmm. got a very strong team. Like right now, he might be have the closest team. And that's what's w- why I give it to Gucci over. Or, or I mean, I get, yeah, give it to Gucci over Kaiser. I don't know if Kaiser's team is as locked in as Gucci's team, strangely. On the, I feel, I feel like when it comes to Gucci's team, that team is very connected and working with each other. A majority of the time because when you look at the photos that they all release a majority of them release they're all on the zoom call and they're all yeah. like strategizing and working together and all that and kaiser you barely see that and plus with you see people like dan and bateman they're very much like oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna work with each other but everyone else and i feel like dan mainly works with mara 
and I don't know if he works with everyone else. And sure, this could just be like character stuff that they're doing where Dan and Ben really aren't working with everyone and that's just character stuff. But again, based off of the packaging that they're releasing to us and the, and the framework that we have, it doesn't look like the dungeon's really working with each other. Well, also too, you also have someone like Taylor Robertson on Gucci's team who it, uh, her knowledge alone she is a great publicist for that. Mm-hmm. Taylor she, Robinson has been the, basically been the PR rep oh, yeah. of the Finstock Exchange. She's been very impressive, just in general, mm-hmm. because she really puts herself out there. She shares all these things. She likes things. She comments. She, honestly, she impresses me so much more every day. But she's helped that team more and more because I think the team needed it. They needed someone mm-hmm. who's going to bring them together. And I would not have thought Taylor Robinson would have done that, but she really has. I mean, I it's very much Gucci is there to manage. Barbarian is there to help them study. And Taylor is there to help get the word out. That's, that's like a great, I don't want to say the Finstock Exchange is a great team faction just yet. I don't, I'm resisting it. But everything, all the pieces that they have are working. And I could see this being a Finstock exchange year. And I don't want that. They're not the team faction I'm rooting for this year. Honestly, it's been interesting. That's why last week I didn't root against them once. Because I really felt like they were going to do good. Which, if everyone, if you want to know the score, we're tied now on predictions. Luke went perfect. He got every single match right. Yeah. Who's that? Yay, set? Luke. He won predictions. Yay. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, that has been Manager of the Week. We are done talking about Bobby Gucci, Tom, Tom Dagnino, or Finstock, whatever you want to call him. He goes by three names. So we are moving on to our next segment, which is just talking about the news of the week. And by the way, people, if you are not a follower or subscriber to the Movie Trivia Smowdown Twitch channel, be sure to give them a follow over there so that you can watch the first two matches of the First Class League division, which I can't remember the matches. I know what the main event's going to be. It's going to be David Campbell versus Cooper Barnes. I know that's the main event. But tomorrow, they are having their first ever matches. So be sure to follow the Movie Trivia Smowdown over on their Twitch channel so that you can watch the beginning of the developmental league but I, moving on we are going wait, for, first before we move on i do want to shout out the fcl because starting next week since we no longer have a faction of the week we will have a segment called fcl of the week we'll talk about the matches in fcl and really get excited about them because honestly i think that league is going to be very, be very impressive so let's move on forward Yes, we're talking about the news of the week, which the main news that was released this past week were the announcement of the brackets. They revealed the brackets to us, but so we're going to talk about the team's bracket first. So, Lou, bring up that team's bracket. There's the team's bracket right up. All right, so the first match we have is Rushmore, which is the Finstock Exchange Rushmore, which is the team of JTE and John Roca versus... The Press Room. The Press Room, representing the Quirky Mercs, the team of Perry Nemiroff and Josh Horowitz. This is going to be a fun match, in my opinion. 
Yeah, we'll we'll go into predictions at a later date, but yeah, I'm excited for that match. Yeah, and the next match we have Lightning Time and the Outsiders. Lightning Time, which is representing the usual suspects, which is the team of Liz Shannon Miller and Ethan Irwin versus the Outsiders, which is representing the Den. Thank you for saying the Outsiders because that reminded me of who's in that team, the team of Ben Goddard and Paul Preston. Thoughts on that potential? Um, I will say I'm shocked on the Lightning Time. I, I really am of the team. I don't know if I would put Liz on that team. I think I might have put um, Ethan Irwin and... Uh, Drew McQueenie. Drew McQueenie. I will have done yeah, that. Yeah, I had the same thought. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, they felt more, would have been an interesting team. It makes sense, Lightning Time. I'm not saying it doesn't. I think it actually, it makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, I would have loved to have seen them. Sam play. is saving Drew for someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Next on the list is the Danger Zone and Midterms. Yeah, Danger Zone, representing the Dungeon, the team of Ben Bateman and dangerous dan merle versus midterms representing swag which is the team of john harris and eric zipper i feel sorry for the midterms you're not wrong i i well you know we say that but we'll see how that how danger zone plays yes they could work really well together or they could work really badly together because yeah, does not matter how good the two players are. I mean, it matters, but it really matters more about how good of playing together they are. If they yeah, don't yeah. trust each other, then it can go down quick. And we've seen I, that last years. We've seen that. Yeah. In many I'm very much looking forward to seeing what midterms does, because, again, I, I love how Swag is naming their teams. They have final exams and they have midterms. I love it. I Love it. It makes me remember college, and then I start to freak out, but then I get out of my brain of that. Next, after that. Deception versus Blackjack. Yes, Deception, the team representing corruption, mm. the team of Adam Collins and Marisol McKee versus Blackjack. I remember. That's the stars, the team of Jacoby Bancroft and Janine the Machine. I don't know what to do. I don't know what that match is going to be. Because I love Jacoby. But corruption, Jacoby, why? Is it bad? I will say this for this season. We need to start seeing more corruption's main players because I don't know if I'm as on board corruption this year as I should. And I, and I need to be more because I actually they're my favorite faction. But for some reason, I guess because of the matches that we've not seen yet, I've just not mm -hmm. been on as board, on board as corruption just due to their main guys have not been playing yet. Yeah, oh. and and their main guys are the first four that we mentioned when we talked about corruption earlier, which we've seen. Marisol. We've seen two of the four. Chance yeah, played. We, yeah, we saw Chance. That was a great match. Chance did. Yes. I need to go I back. Know. I, I, I predicted I him to win, remember? Yeah, I didn't get to actually watch that match. I need to go back and watch it because I heard it was a very impressive match. So those are four teams. There are four more teams. Who are the others? That's it. No, I thought it was eight teams. Yeah, we talked about the eight teams. We did? Yes. That we did I just black four, out for a moment? We talked about four matches and all four matches. Oh, yeah, those are eight teams. teams. Holy crap, what happened to me? <laughs> Your math skills. That's why you went communications. Yeah. I am. I, I went to school so I can do this job. 
that's why anyway those for engineering so yes so i'm very much looking forward to the team's tournament again we got to remember whoever wins this tournament will be fighting in a number one contenders match against the og corruption team so could we see corruption versus corruption could we see danger zone versus corruption could we see rushmore versus corruption those are the main three for me right now that it could possibly be well i know who you're not going to see um deception versus corruption due to um how christians talked in the past they do not want faction against faction this year if they can keep from happening it happening they will like they'll push matches down the road if they have to so that factions don't play each other uh but i really want to see adam collins and marisol mckee versus mike and chance true but i do understand why they're doing that they don't want to give free points and so that's the route and i get it it's still upsetting a little bit but i get i I understand the reasoning completely now we go on to our next tournament that they released the bracket for which is the star wars bracket winner will be facing the win the winner of this bracket will be facing the winner of andrew slash damon versus laura kelly because i don't want to go ahead and say andrew demolante is playing laura kelly since we haven't had demolante versus damon too and I have no idea what that match is going to look like. Yep. These are going to be a fun few weeks uh-huh. when it comes to Star Wars. Is it that Star Wars is becoming one of my favorite that, um, leagues this year? It It isn't bad, but it will never be my favorite. IG will always and forever have a special place in my heart. as well, That is the first division that I truly fell in love with. Well, I, I love IG. Like, IG is one of my favorites too. For some reason, with all the new categories this year, it's made IG a little bit less than for me, just due to like it's. I love the new categories. No, 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 no. I love the new categories. It's just due to the new categories, it's made the le- that league not as competitive because you have more general questions than before. You had a lot of last season due to the amount of questions they could get, in-depth, deep questions. This year, there's not as deep, just due to the fact of there's so many more movies to watch now so they can be a lot more general than they were before mm-hmm. and by the end of the season and next season it's going to get back into that more competitive mode but for some reason the ig matches this year have not been as competitive as they were last year just due to the questions aren't as in depth but they're getting there there i mean there are some in depth ones i mean it's just not fully there yet coming back from that tangent because that was a big tangent let's look over this bracket who do we have first uh marie wilson versus gold leader ah mm. uh, i know who i'm gonna be rooting for but i'm not gonna say it now i know who i am too and we'll probably be fighting yep and i'm gonna win anyway next i don't think so all right uh zach burkett versus adam witt yeah that's gonna be an interesting match and a lot of people are already pushing Adam Witt to the side because of his not so great record. But again, it's again, a record does not match knowledge. As, as an example, as someone who has competed with a very bad record, but yet always fought against main event level types and brought them all the way down to the last question. I am very much. I know for a fact, a record does not match the knowledge that a person has. Well, what's next? Who else is on that bracket? Next is Andres Cambrero, Cambrera versus Sean Sullivan. Oh man, I really 
Look, we were talking about Sean earlier. I really want Ace to win. I really want Ace to win, but that we're going to save those predictions for later. I'm just saying what I want. Personally. I know. But we'll, we'll we'll actually see more on that one and we'll get more conversations and uh Because Swag Story is still developing. Yeah, I know, right? All right. Next is Thomas Harper versus Eric Whiteley. Oh, man, that's going to be an interesting one because again, we're going to find out about Eric soon. I feel like okay, do you think, and this is just a question, this is just a random question, do you think this bracket sort of spoils um, Eric Whiteley's match against Johnny Hoy? No, no, it doesn't. You don't? No, because... You gotta remember this too, Quirky Marks don't have that many Star Wars. That is true. It, but it it, again, it, it's one of those things where, I, I again, I'm just thinking to myself out loud, does this spoil a match? I don't know. No, I, I, I wouldn't think so. Just due to the fact of um, it. I don't think it would just due to how the the they're set up. I'm checking right now on the Quirky Marks faction. Quirky Marks. Mm-hmm. Quirky Marks. Because faction. they have another Star Wars player. Yeah, they, they have. Didn't... Well, no, no, they don't. They have Eric Whiteley and Andrew Demolanta. They didn't have okay, so they really, they really, yeah, they like either we put the champion in, which the winner will get a championship match, and I don't know how that works, yeah. or we just put Eric Whiteley, or we put Eric Whiteley in. Hmm, let's put Eric Whiteley in because Andrew's the champ. Kind of had to, so yeah, you, your assumption kind of went out the window. <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> you can't. I mean, they didn't have another choice, so kind of went out the window. Yeah. But is that was that all of the, before we go on? Was that all of this bracket? Yes, I do want to have one quick side note just because we've been talking about different factions this uh, time. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling weird about Quirky Marks this season? No, I, I don't know. Just for some reason, I, they're, not, they're not doing great. Well, again, they still have a I mean, it's early. I mean, it's still early. It's again, just, it's always early, but you got to remember. Especially coming up with this match, which this could actually lead into a segue because we got done talking about the Star Wars bracket. Let's go all the way to our next segment, which again, segue because Quirky Merch is actually going to be having a match this week, which we'll go into predictions. All right. That match will be, let me find it. It is. Let's wait. That's the last one. That's the last one of the week. Yeah. We don't want to talk about that. What are you doing? We don't talk about that. What are you doing? What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Hold on for a moment. You, you, you vamp. You vamp. Okay. All right. The first match of this week is is Fe- Paige for Be- Betty versus Pe- Peggy Gibbons. We kind of talked about this match earlier today, but we'll try and do our predictions. Uh, Eli, who is your predictions for this match? I because of what I know, and I know, and I know things. I am choosing Peggy Gibbons. This is her debut match for the Den. I think PG Peggy Gummins is going to be coming out with a victory again with her with the history she has with the online trivia league. I, I re- it's really difficult. Again, though Chrissy V history with the online trivia league didn't win. I'm very much like I, but I see Peggy winning. Look, all of these matches when they, if they're debuting online trivia league players, I'm gonna choose the online trivia leagues player because i have a history with them and i know what they can do 
lost. Well, I am going to be predicting Paige for Betty. Just because I don't know either of the players <sighs> super well, and I just want to go against you once. And if I win, I'm going to win predictions. True, but I'm also... Maybe. Like, you know, might as well have one. All right. Ooh. Ooh, 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 this one. Yep. Oh, oh. Uh, this match is Alex Damon versus the Barbarian. Wow. Which, if we, if we we'll stick with this, the winner of this match will go on to play Mike Kalinowski on April thirtieth for the number one contender spot for the IG Championship. So this match is very vital for both Alex and the Barbarian. Ooh, this is both a- men. Both oh, men have tough. at least one KO. Alex is three and one. The Barbarian is two and one. Who do you have? Oh, <laughs> this one is tough. If I'm going Barbarian because Alex got to focus on Star Wars right now, and I think his his uh, concentration will be split between Star Wars and Inner Geekdom. And I think he wants the belt back in Star Wars a lot more than he wants the one in the Inner Geekdom. So I think his goal is going to be Star Wars more. So I'm going with Barbarian. Well, this is going probably going to be the one and only time I vote with the Finsock Exchange. Because the Barbarian got all the way to the semifinals of the IG tournament. That was the last time we saw him play. Actually, no, we saw him play in the singles tournament. So, uh, man, I don't want to go with the Finsock Exchange, but I'm rooting, f- but I'm going to choose the Barbarian because I feel like he may want it a little bit more than Damon. And, and again, what you said, Damon's going to be busy trying to get the Star Wars title back. So that's going to be his focus. Nothing yeah. against Damon, not thinking, not thinking that he can't put his attention on two different divisions. Mike Kalinowski has been able to do it for three different divisions. True. But it's, it's I mean, once you, I know, once you lose a belt, you sort of want it back. And he's got a title. He's, he's, the next Star Wars match is him playing for the belt again. Yeah. So it's like, he's going to focus on Star Wars. I mean, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't he? Exactly. A hundred percent. So, we both had the Barbarian. Again, so far, it seems like Peggy Gubbins versus Paige Vibretti is going to be our one that determines who wins this week. So we go on to the final match of this week, which is the team's number one contenders match. It will be Final Exam versus Shazam. Shazam. Who do you have and why? I feel like I know who you're going to choose. Shazam. Why? <laughs> because Shazam, to me, as a team, is very impressive. They were the team's uh, champion last year. They are two great competitors. They're both mad. I think they're both angry that they've lost their first matches. So they're going into it angry, especially who they're playing in final exam. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot riding on this match. I'm leaning towards Shazam just because they've got a lot going on. They're both angry. Their focus is on teams at the moment because they lost in singles, and it'll be a while before they can play in singles again. So I guarantee they're going to do everything they can to win this match. So I'll be leaning towards Shazam. Mm, all right. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because final exam has Paul and Lon, who have both proven they can be strong, a strong team. They have three knockouts. 
They are five and two. But Shazam is another strong team. They're both angry. But William Bibiani lost to Paul. That and Brendan lost to Chance. That means nothing. Uh, I don't I don't know. I almost don't want to choose, but I have to. But I don't know. I don't know. Go with your gut, because I think I know what your gut's going to say. I bet you don't. I think your gut's going to say final exam. My gut's been saying, saying Shazam. Really? Yeah, my gut's been saying Shazam, because again, just... I feel like Shazam, nothing against final exam. I think Shazam wants more. Because again, everything you said was correct. Though, though I believe that Paul is a great competitor, and though I think Juan is a great competitor, I I feel like Paul, though he's also he's though he's going to be focusing on teams as well, I feel like Paul wants to have another run with the singles belt. He hasn't had it in two years. Come December, it will be two years. So let's see if he'll get it back. But I, I'm I'm gonna say Shazam. We're gonna get a rematch. Yeah. Which again, the winner of this will face Odd Couple on April 30th. So we could be getting a rematch between Odd Couple versus Shazam. Yep. All right. Let's move on to our recap of last week. Vamp. All right. Recap of last week. The matches started out with. One second, I just have to pull up our up the names. Okay, the first match of this past week. Don't worry, I have book of schedule. Vo Drew versus Elliot Dewberry. It was a fun match. He was constantly was. thinking Elliot was McCoog's. Again, this is another reason why I want McCooga back. I understand why he can't come back because family and stuff. Baby. But I want McCooga back. I know. But I know. Video Drew had a good win. Tough loss for Elliot. It wasn't. Did it come down to the last question? I can't remember. Uh, I think it did, but I can't remember. It was a good match. I know that. Yeah, they went back and forth. It was tied for a good bit. That's why I said in the past, Elliot Dewberry is a great competitor, but Vio mm-hmm. Drew to me, she could be working up towards a title match. I really could see her really moving up. It it for her, she just needs a good partner to work with her on a couple of areas, but the the area that he's... The fact she's in the dungeon means a lot. Yeah. I mean, that helps her so much. So, yeah. I was very impressed with that match. Next up, we have Christy V versus Rick Raddus. Rick Raddus won via TKO, but Christy had a tough round two. She had a tough round two. Which, I was playing along, and even to go even further... She had, again, her category was horror. She only got the last two of the four. I was testing them with my sister, who's not a big movie trivia person. She got all four of them right. She only went to multiple choice once. Yeah. Those questions, in my opinion, were a little bit easy. Those horror questions were a little... I was able to get all of them. I was like, I'm not a horror fan, and I'm able to get them. Yeah. I was was the same way, actually. I, I don't know. I guess they were just something that she's not normally that good at. Yeah, uh, but again, even for the first question, the Nightmare on Elm Street, the moment I heard Jackie Earl Haley and Johnny Depp, I knew, and I'm like, oh, that's Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, well, something, too, I really liked Rick Rass's, um character. Rick Rass was wild. He was so annoying. I wanted to I punch loved him in it the so face. Much. I loved it Everyone so much. in the Finstock Exchange is so annoying, I except for Taylor Robinson. So Taylor Robinson is great. Much. 
Honestly, I think Finstock Exchange is starting to become one of my favorite factions. Just saying. They're the top heel faction. I just don't want Taylor. I love it. Taylor, if you're watching this or listening to this, please don't become a heel. Don't be a heel like the rest of them. Be nice. Continue to be good. Please. Please. Okay. Taylor, just have fun because if you can have fun, you'll fit in with the Finstock Exchange because you can tell they are having so much fun. In that. And they're all heels, though. I don't like it where the faction of heels. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Anyway. Next match. Next match. Paul, Paul Preston, Preston versus James White. Are we saying this at the same time? Are we like best friends now? No, not really. We, we, we don't even like oh. it. Okay. We just host. But anyway, it was Paul Preston versus James White. Paul got the victory. Very needed. Very deserved. James is going to be having to pick himself up and battle up a hill because he yeah. is one and two now. Yeah. And it's going to be difficult to come back from that record. Yeah. Paul Preston did impressive. I would. Mm-hmm. I, I hope this brings him back into the land of the living. Because he was not, he did not do well last year, but that was also other circumstances that he could not help. Yeah. Honestly, I'm super excited for Paul Preston. I want him to do great this year. I think him and Goddard together is going to do awesome. So, yeah, Paul Preston did great. I'm excited for his next match. And then we go down to the final event, the Smowdown Battlefield, which started off. Liz Shannon Miller versus John Roca. Again, great match. Both of them going blow for blow. DreamWorks comes up on Liz Shannon Miller's wheel. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, she's got it. These are going to be great, easy questions. At least in my mind, they were easy questions. Again, fandom, the, the division I fought, I play in, or I used to play in, in multiplex entertainment, it's called fandom fights. One of the categories in fandom fights is DreamWorks animation. So those questions were easy to me. But <laughs> then, like, we get that challenge. It's not... A controversial challenge is actually a very good challenge, in my opinion. Uh-huh. When it was, when she said Kung Fu Panda 2, and then Mark Ellis wanted her to restate it because he didn't hear her. And then she said, I meant to say Kung Fu Panda 3. They they gave her the point, but then John Roker going straight to the challenge, which in my mind, I'm like, Roka, I may not like that you're on the phone stock exchange. I may not like that you're a heel, but that is the greatest challenge oh, anyone yeah. could have ever done. Oh, yeah. He should have done that. Yeah, and then that that was the thing that ultimately got him the win. Oh, yeah. Ultimately, because I think that shook Shan- Liz Shannon for a bit. Oh, yeah. John Rucka did impressive. I'm excited yeah. for what he does this year. I think I think he's back. Honestly, I think the outlaw is back. Until he plays someone like Bateman or, some, or like a big player like that. Then he uh, may choke. Well, speaking about Ben Bateman. Ben we have our main event. Our yeah. main subject, the the pitcher on our show, the match that impressed me so much. I was very Riley. I was very happy watching it. I was I was very happy just seeing Mark play again. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've actually seen him play a one-on-one match. But it was just unfortunate seeing him get the loss. Yeah. Especially in round one when he missed more questions than I wanted him to. And I'm like, ah, oh, come on. And then he got Superman, which I was like, great. But then he was questioning a lot of it. Like, because yeah. it seemed like he was questioning a lot of the answers. I'm like, wait, what? Mark, yeah, they, this is your category. This is your guy. And it wasn't really that hard of questions, really. No. Like, there was one question, though. 
that through me, that even through me, because it was how many times has Henry Cavill's Superman appeared in the DCEU? Has appeared on screen. You struggled with that one? Because because Mark Riley later asked, does that include the current Justice Zack Snyder's Justice League? Oh, I, I, and, didn't, I didn't count it. I knew that well, one. Well, he asked that, and Christian said yes. And when I heard that yes, I was like, oh, then four. And then he said three, and he said, that's correct. I'm like, wait a second. You just said including Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's four. Oh, I think, huh. Wow, if I if I had been... Unless... Big, I- Unless Christian Harloff meant to say no, I think he meant to say no. That I thought I thought I heard him say no. No, I heard him say yes. And again, I could have been I could have misheard it because yeah. like because I heard him say yes, and I'm like, oh, if that's the case, in four, and then Riley said three, and they said correct. I'm like, wait a second, hold on. He's been in four for including Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. What? <laughs> I think it was just a confusion there, but I think it I think it turned out like it needed to. It, yeah. It, if if he had said yes, then Ben Bateman should have challenged. He, yeah, because I because I heard I heard yes, and if he would I would have challenged. I, I would have been like, whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He said three, and you said Zack Snyder's Justice League does count. I want to challenge that. Yeah, but in just finishing up for for the show today. I felt Ben Bateman did a great match. I thought Ben was awesome. I'm curious to see how he does the rest of the year. I really am. Yeah. I'm curious to see if he keeps he he did great, but a couple of things I could kind of tell he was shaking a little bit a couple of times, but nothing major. I'm curious to see how he does the rest of the year, and I'm hoping he can keep up with heel. His heel yeah. work is great, but I don't. But that's the thing. I don't know if he is a heel. Because if that's the case, then Dan's a heel. And I don't think Dan's a heel. And I don't think um, Bateman's a heel either because he was later giving respect to Mark Riley. Because when John popped in, he was, he was flat out telling John, like, hey, John, you don't disrespect Riley like that. Mark is one of the pillars of, this, of the showdown, and you don't throw any disrespect his way. You respect Mark Riley. Well, so I'm I- like, okay, so Ben's not a heel? It, it was confusing, and he's been confusing the whole time, but honestly, I think Ben's just... I, is it bad? I think Ben's kind of throwing the... He's throwing character work in where he needs it for strategic, but mm-hmm. I don't think he cares about the character work. He's using it for strategic, ugh, for strategic, but he just wants to win. That's all he cares about yeah. is winning. That's he's, all- using, he's using character for strategic purposes, and that's really helping get into the mind of his opponent, right. and that's helping him win. So I'm looking forward to seeing when he plays up against a player like a John Roker, or maybe we may even see Ben Bateman versus JTE. I don't think we've seen that match. I don't think we've seen that match yet. There's a few that could happen there, but I think Ben's Ben's going to have a good year. Are you thinking he will get a belt this year? If he gets a belt, it'll be a team's belt. I don't think he's getting that singles belt. I think he'll get the singles. I think I, again because it's too early in the season. I can't tell. Maybe like in July when we get halfway through the season, maybe that's when I'll have a better idea. But as of right now, I see him probably going as far as teams. I don't see a singles belt coming his way yet. Yet, I think so. He's got something. He's got some plans going. I think some. He didn't do his plans against Mark. 
I think he respects Marks too much. He doesn't respect the other players the same way. And yeah, so I can see him. He respects all the players on his faction, and he respects Mark because Mark was his partner for the longest time. Oh yeah. So you respect your partner. You respect that friendship that you build, and the other players, they're just cannon fodder. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it'll be a fun year. So yes. Let's end, let's end the ma- this episode. Let's end the match. Oh, well, we already ended the match a while back. Yeah. Let's go I'm on. ready to play. Give me a whiteboard. Give me some questions. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what am I going to do with you? Ugh. Um, Put me in first class uh-huh. in their IG division. I know they uh- don't have one yet, but... <laughs> Well, Eli McKeg, thanks for joining us today. I really You're welcome. That. Taking the reins as the host after a few chaotic things were happening in my way. And Luke, thank you for joining me. <laughs> Luke, where can people find you? You can find me anywhere at Luke Suttered and on Twitter at LukeST16. And you can follow me at Mr. Eli Mac on all social medias. That's including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I do have a TikTok now. And you can follow both of us and the Galaxy Geeks YouTube team at Galaxy Geeks One on Twitter. Please I like and subscribe. Please yes. like and subscribe. We need the likes and subscribes. And also for the podcast listeners out there, give us five-star reviews. We want to know that you're listening. I know that people are listening. I do know all the people right now, I know you're listening. So give us a review. Tell us what you're thinking about it. Tell us, do you want me to shut up more often and like Luke talk? Or do you want Luke to just not be here anymore? And I just let me be solo show. I know I don't want that. I don't want that at all. You do. But, know I can hide you anytime you want. I want on this screen, right? I'm saying I don't want you to leave. I'm like, wanting you to stay. Like to right now on screen, you are disappeared, so you can't even be seen. So, all right now. Well, okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> so much. But thank you all so much for watching. Again, like he said, give us a like. Give us a subscribe if you want. To be notified whenever a new video comes out, hit the bell button down below. We are currently working on a new show for you. Script has been written. It's been recorded. It just needs to get edited now. And am I missing anything? Any more plugs? Leave a comment down below for the video. Leave a review for the podcast. Um, I don't believe I'm missing anything. Am I missing anything, Luke? Um, shout out Taylor Robinson again just because we did it. I mean, look, we've shouted her out so many times in this one episode. Why not once more? You know what? I'm going to get a shout out to Marie Wilson because she's a great competitor and she was another one of our beginning followers. So, yeah, shout out and shout out. Look, this is this ending is just going to be shout outs now. Shout out to Schmodown Power Rankings. Yes. Also, one that has really shocked me. K Wolf call sign the gray. Uh, the person who's been giving selling us the Ben Bateman stocks. I'll take any stock he can give us. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Again, please watch, subscribe. We want to make sure that you like us. Anyway, getting away from that now. Thank you so much. I've been Eli Keg. That's been Luke Sutter. Remember, be nice, be kind, love your fellow man. Thank you for so much. Yeah.